My name is Eric. That's right. Eric is with me, and I'm Jonathan. Nice to be back. Nice to be back. Um, we are uh, carrying onwards through the D's. Yeah, just a so newly opened letter, right? Newly opened letter. We only did one, only done one so far. Yeah. Uh, but we got two good ones today, two fun ones. Yeah. And I think before we get into the yeah. actual maiden part of today, we'll, we'll have like a small podcast updates. Uh, we recently joined the Deep Dive Podcast Network, which, uh, I mean, uh, we're still on Planet N, actually, your, uh, your server. And no, but this is a, this is a um, from what I gather, kind of promotional kind of network for all these kind of people, for other pods who do kind of what we do. Yeah, exactly. They've been doing it for a bit, and they started out with three podcasts, which is Deep Purple Podcast, Skinner Reconsidered, Sabbath Bloody Podcast. And then also the, the main man, uh, T-Bone, has his T-Bone's Prime Cuts. But now we are, as they said, the big eight. So aside from these mentioned oh. ones, we have uh, also Hawk Binge, which is on Hawkwind, In the Lap of the Pods, which is a Queen podcast, and then mm. the Magician's Podcast, which is on Uriah Heep. So, and then Made in A to Z. So I was happy when they asked yeah. me, because I've listened to uh, two of these shows, three of these shows, actually, before. So I, I was a listener and a fan. And of course, we've had some back and forth and stuff. And then they, I never really suggested it, but they asked me. And I mean, what are we doing if not a deep dive, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of the, um, it, it's fun. It was just so cool. It was cool. I mean, it's not surprising, I guess, but I was still kind of like surprised about the fact that there's so many, you know, deep dive music. Yeah, I, and that's, that's, that's really cool. I mean, there's probably, there's probably, you know, yeah, it's a bit, millions, millions of them out there. Kind of insane, uh, yeah. And at this point, plenty of maiden ones too. So I'm always happy when uh, when you listeners turn to us for your <laughs> for your maiden, uh, you know, maiden content. Yeah, because yeah. we do have competition out there, but that's fine. You know, it's a huge band, as as you usually say. Band. It turns out they're a big deal. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, but I mean, also like for instance, we have our uh, our friends, our uh, our fellow podcasters, uh, Maiden Podden. Yeah, and. Uh, and initially, when you when you when you suggested us doing this pod, my main thing is well, they they've got to be okay with it because I don't want to feel like we're, you know, com, you know, competitors. But that's ridiculous because there's so there's so much to do. We do what we do is very different. Yeah, uh, we're doing another language. Yeah, um, and there's definitely enough, you know, details and stuff to 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 go around. So there's you know there's there's there's, there's never going to you know someone else could literally do this exact same podcast with the exact same idea, and they could probably say completely different things. That's the thing, you know, it's kind of an yeah. endless uh, well, you know, if yeah. you will. And uh, I think uh, w when we decided to do it in English, I'm happy that we made that choice, you know, because now we have branched Definitely. out. We have had international guests more coming. We're like, we're, we're, coming. we're getting mm -hmm. the continents one by one. And uh, yep. that's pretty cool. And also this network, obviously, is more US-based network, which I like oh, that yeah. we can have like a little uh, branch, you know, branch into that. Because mm -hmm. obviously your server uh, is great, but it's also Swedish based well, it's, it's 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 the our network is yeah is a sort of a yeah it's sweet sweden or i'd say even more so stockholm based even more specifically but yeah but it's a different yeah it's it's a yeah uh it, so that's why i want to do this in english and we, we also also i'm gonna i have some ideas for some other stuff i might be doing in the future but i'm also gonna be doing all my stuff anything new i'm gonna do i'm gonna probably do in english these days because it just it makes more sense because you can you know you can you know you can get it's so many more people bigger reach we have we have a small language up here in sweden yeah. not huge but yeah obviously i'm a maiden pod and works because it is in swedish you know their yeah. their whole personalities and how they work they're actually not to get into too much detail but they're like uh, swedish Finns, so yeah. they have like a particular way of of speaking swedish it's very nice for us to get into that vibe you know it's interesting because if you look at like you know i don't not not that i think that's going to happen with us but for instance like if you look at the like so, the, the the you know the big the bigger podcasts or even even like even pods I listen to, 
who um, probably have more listeners than there are people in Sweden. Yeah. So if you're just doing, you know, if you just want to go, you know, not like not that I'm that's going to probably happen, you know, but but to us. But I mean, the, the fact is that you know, it's not like the sky's the limit if you're doing it in in Swedish. I mean, the limit is, you know, I don't know. And it's, the sky's not even. It's not, I mean, it's not the limit is not even ten million people because obviously not all ten million people in Sweden are going to fucking listen to this. That's it. Yeah, we're nowhere near. 10 million listeners. Sadly, sadly, well, you know, one can wish, one can wish. Steve had his dreams yeah. back in 75, and I guess we could have them now, you know, uh, yeah. uh, an old 40, 50 years later. But yeah, I mean, in mm-hmm. conclusion, oh. for you listeners, for you like already diehard listeners, it's not really a difference in this, but uh, hopefully we'll get some new people on there. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could enjoy uh, one or two of the other shows on that little network. So you can look it up. Mm-hmm. And this also means that Made in to Z are now on Twitter, because that's the main base for that network. Yeah. So we are made an AZ pod on Twitter, but I, I haven't learned to really use Twitter yet. So oh, we'll get there. I was thinking maybe this is just this is just me speculating out loud here. When we get when we get to F, yeah, we could. I, I don't know. I don't like the word use. The, well, yeah, because we do an episode maybe on on fans, not fans of us, but you know, fandoms in general. Like fans of maybe it. have a do a call in show maybe because there's a lot of people. You know, we could. You know, we'll see. We can. You know, we'll we'll talk about that. I just had the idea right now, so I've not really thought it through. It's a good idea, yeah. And from from that back to D, I guess. Yes. Where are we, Eric? Well, we're gonna kick uh, kick off with if I'm. Let's see. No, no, hold on. It's it's death or glory first, right? Exactly. Yeah, I had it yes, wrong too, so. though. So uh, yeah, like, yeah. no shame on you there. But death or glory comes in first. So we got a we got a. Um, this is uh, obviously from uh, Book of Souls. Yep. Um, this is one of the ones they did do live, at least the, the at least the part of the tour that I saw. I think they probably did it all the way through. I don't think they got rid of this one. Yeah. This is one of the few sort of just all out, you know, I don't want to use the word straightforward, but it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's like a regular kind of standard kind of rocker rather, rather than like a, you know, 17 minute thing, song about blimps. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it also, it, you can add to it uh, that this is the opening track of, of the second CD of the album. Yes. It's a kind of a kind of a, yeah second opening track, and it also has Smith at the helm writing mm-hmm. it together with uh, Bruce, if if I'm correct, Smith Dickinson, right? It's a classic yeah, I think so. writing lineup. You know, you're always excited when you see that Smith Dickinson. Like, you okay, here, here we go. You know, two minutes to midnight. Uh, later, yeah. we have songs like "The Road to Hell," yeah. uh, "Killing Floor," uh, "Wicker Man," even though Eclipse Harris, um, "Moonchild." You know, <laughs> this is Smith Dickinson. You're hyped, right? Yeah, and uh, definitely. Yeah, my first experience with this song was a good one, because uh, we addressed last week, every new album, I've been disappointed. And it's not the album's mm-hmm. fault, really, you know, it's more the, the, the giantism of this band in my yeah, musical yeah, yeah. mind. And uh, this was a song that worked for me on the first listen, actually, of this album. Maybe cool. because it's fairly straightforward, I don't know, what would I add to that? Well, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a lot easier to get into this than to get into, say, maybe like a song like like the song Book of Souls or Red and the Black or any of, any of these sort of huge, you know, epic kind of longer songs are har- harder to get, you know, because you know, there's so much to take in. Yeah, exactly. In this song, we have this shuffle beat that is very prominent through the whole song, which is not yeah. really standard Smith. He's usually in 4-4, like an action-packed yeah. 4-4. And here you have the pretty much through the whole song. This traditional shuffle, we had uh, Henrik on recently, we talked about Dr. Doctor, the song, how that has this yeah. dance band shuffle, as we call it, shuffle, as we call it, yeah. you know, that, uh, yeah. that, 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 that. This is uh, closer to that than the normal maiden triplet that you find in Wergus there, for example, with the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So this is a very typical shuffle rock beat that kind of is a foundation for the whole song, and it doesn't really derive from that at all. You can hear Nico's little closing the hi-hat accent, And he does it mm-hmm. pretty much through the whole song, but it's such a cool accent, so I don't mind, you know, it's part of the beat no. for me. I, no. I dig it, you know. What do you think about this song, rhythmically? It has, it has a kind of feel like it could have been one of, on one of the earlier, maybe, uh, de- maybe 90s, or probably 90s, but definitely maybe even earlier. It has that kind of feel. Uh, there's just something about the verse riffs and the verse sort of uh, the feel and the sort of rhythm. It makes me think of sort of older stuff. Yeah. Um, in, in, in a very good way. Um, and it's a, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's one of those things like I wish they, 
I, 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 I like the long ones too, but I like that. You need this kind of like, there's another song, this album called speed of light, which also kind of has that uh, old kind of maiden vibe. This has it more though. I Smith Dickinson as well. Yeah, there you um, go. That's yeah. Action packed songs. But, uh, Normally, when I hear this type of shuffle, I'm thinking Janet Gers. I'm thinking, you know. Yeah. Uh, now yeah, I'm not. Now think. I'm not sure if the mercenaries is in is in shuffle. You know, you have to excuse me on that one. But I'm thinking of the mercenary. But I'm also thinking of uh, you know Montsegur or things like that a little bit. But then again, there's the Fallen Angel on Brave New World. That yeah, is Smith. Yeah. And that's also in shuffle. So this kind of has this kinship oh. with that song, and I think the song would fit quite well on Brave New World. In general, it's a Brave New World type song for me, more so than earlier. Even though I don't disagree with you, for me it mm. sounds very Brave New World-ish. Yeah, you're probably, you're probably right there, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, uh, at least in the rhythm or in the presentation of it. But um, It's also, that just to get to the, uh, the the lyrics of this song, it has to deal with the, um, the, the, the if I'm not mistaken, the Red, the Red Baron, correct? That's right, the Red Baron. Yeah. A great song, actually, uh, completely off topic on uh, Spectrum by Billy Cobham. It's a song called Red Baron. Guitarist is Tommy Bolin, same guy as uh, James Gang, album Bang. Oh yeah, we talked about, talked about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just needed to put him in there. Great guitarist. But this is yes. about the Red Baron indeed, and the lyrics are very straightforward in this one. Not surprising that, you know, there's going to be, uh, this is one of at least two songs on the album that have to do with aviation. Aviation, again. Which I never mind actually. I, they can do as love, many songs as they it. they can do as many songs as they wish on aviation. You know, it's their thing. Yeah, yeah. Come on, fucking yeah, flight six six six, fucking Air Force One. You know, they have the rights. I, I think. I think. I think. Yeah. I could. Yeah. Yeah. I. I hope there's more of those in the next one. Yeah, that's true. Actually. I, I, I. I have no. There's no way there's not going to be. Yeah. Right, let's hope so. Let's hope so. It, unless they're doing. Unless they do like a, just a, 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 if those. Uh, uh, what's it called? Because there've been those sort of uh, hoax or those fake album covers that have shown up every now and again. Uh, Wrath of the Waters. Yeah. So if they're if they're doing that one, if it's just about you know ocean shit, maybe they can't do a song. <laughs> I still think they could. I still think they could. Let, let's say like this: yeah. Bermuda Triangle. That's a flight song with ocean. Yeah. So you're yeah. just gonna. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be yeah. Really cool. Right. Right. I just came up yeah. with that now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, to, we are on the lyrics and. They, they are, they have this, you can feel the shuffle as you read them, you know, I see the enemy, I know he can't see me. So it has that gadunka shaka, gadunka shaka that goes way into the yeah. lyrics. I see the enemy, I know he can't see me, combat red in tooth and claw, ready now for one more score, took a bullet in my brain, inside I'm the king of pain, outside you'll fear my name, I rod a blood red triplane. What is a triplane, yeah. Eric? Triplane is a, it's a, it's just a kind of, I mean, I can probably... I figured some kind of uh, propeller plan, right? Well, I mean, kind of, I mean, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll show you a picture here and you can just kind of, I think this is the one. Yeah, that's exactly what you would imagine. Then yeah, that's so not like, particularly, not, not particularly safe. <laughs> no, but it's badass. It's like, bad, yeah. uh, propeller plan is what I would have said, you know, but triplane may refer to the fact that there are three wings. Yeah, three sets of wings, you should say. That makes sense. Yeah, on top of yeah, each other. Yeah. And this one was beautifully red, uh, which yeah. could have been the oh, case yeah. with the Red Baron, right? Now, now you would figure that maybe, I don't know, this is just also just me thinking out loud here, but if, if, you're, if you're using it in the context where you probably don't want people to be able to see you and shoot you down, do you really want the thing to be red? Maybe because you're so badass. Because <laughs> like, it's easy to spot. Then yeah. you, you, know, you, want, you should probably just do it blue. Like if I would play GoldenEye 64 in multi multiplayer uh -huh. mode, I would pick Jaws uh -huh. because he's easier to shoot just to you know, further dominate my uh -huh. friends by, by using uh -huh. this character that you can easily uh -huh. hit me, but I'm going to win anyway. You can choose odd job if you wish. I'm going to win anyway. So maybe that was the move, Red Baron, you know. <laughs> That's a good, the good thing about most of our listeners being you know, a little older is they can get their reference because... You know, that's, uh, that's an old, that's an old reference. <laughs> a multiplayer shooter game where one character is larger than the others. Basically sure, a, a, yeah, a, a bigger yeah, area of, of hit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think maybe his plane was, maybe it wasn't, you know, who knows? Maybe it was more tactically minded than that. I imagine someone knows and they can tell us. I can, but there's a red. And then you have the cool pre-chorus. Turn like a devil, shoot straight from the sun, climb like a monkey out of hell where I belong. And I yeah. think, I don't have the quote in front of me, but I think he said something about his craft, that it can climb like a monkey. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's, that's, yeah, that's where that comes from. Other things that it could do, and they also turn it into this skit live, where Bruce is climbing like a monkey, also sometimes wearing yeah. a monkey on his head. 
I, I, th- I think people sometimes throw up, throw like toy, you know, stuffed animals up. Uh-huh. On stage. I don't know, maybe you had it with them too. But I think, yeah, that, that became a thing. That was fun. I liked it. One of my main uh, maiden friends that completely adores this band, he didn't like it. He felt that it was not serious, but I like it. Come on, climb like a monkey. It's fun. I mean, no, I, here's what I say. If you know where the quote comes from, yeah, then it is serious and it makes sense in the context. But I kind of liked it anyway. You know, I liked it before. No, 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 yeah, sure. But I just mean the fact is that to claim it not being serious in in the context and what the song is about and what that quote is from, it is, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not, yeah, I I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe, maybe the playing around with the toy monkey on stage is kind of goofy, but if you think that's goofy, then everything else is too, because like we've talked about before, you got to kind of, you know, you got, you got, you know, a three meter tall monster walking around on stage. You know, you gotta. Heavy metal is ridiculous. Maybe, we know it going in. Fen- yeah, Fenris. Yeah, you kind of gotta relax. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you can kind of, you know, not worry about it. And <laughs> yeah. And then uh, lyrically, the chorus is pretty much death or glory. It's all the same. The price for fame. I'm in the game of death yeah. or glory, a one way train. So that's yeah. basic stuff. But there's only two verses. And the second verse, I think, is also cool. Uh, I watch you spiral down, dead before you hit the ground. I think that's quite striking, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bullet got you in the back deflection shooting beam attack you know that's that's almost like 80s cartoon cool deflection shooting beam attack so it just occurred to me right now because the last song we did before this was obviously dance of death and yeah. that one i mentioned that i'm there's certain bits there where they have where bruce is following the guitar melody uh with his vocals and it's you know it, it works but it's always kind of almost not it's it, it, that's gonna be fucking hard whereas yeah. he's, he sounds so much better here when they've sort of the, the rhythm he's following here makes more sense rather than to, rather than him to sing the guitar part. You don't need him to sing the guitar part. The guitar part is already doing the guitar part. He should, you know, he should do something else. That's what they got him doing here, which is kind of, you know, it's a, a classic area of debate for me because I've often said that I don't like when the guitar is, um, uh, when, when the singing is unison with a guitar melody or another instrument, a melod- melodic instrument, I've often had problems with that. But then looking back into my favorite metal, quite a lot of it uses that. So it's a fine I mean, line. It can, it's a fine line. Sometimes it works. I think it can work. Yeah. But like, for instance, in Dance of Death, I don't think it did work very well. No, it drags the song down. And um, in this song, obviously, it's written by S- uh, Smith and Dickinson. So obviously, he can approach oh, yeah. it as a singer. You know, as he does in like Two Minutes to Midnight is a good example of he's not really mimicking the riffs, but you can hear the singing if you play the, the chorus guitar. Yeah. Of two minutes a minute. You can hear kind of the, yeah. the singing in it. So of course he starts from the guitar, but he has the the freedom to soar, you know. And yeah. in this song you definitely need that, you know. A song about aviation, come on. You can't be too rooted. It's a fun song. And I remember where it was in the set list. Let me check just for I think it was beautifully placed in the set list. It really worked. Like it pulled the energy up in that set. Yeah, so they they, they did uh, they did Death of Glory after Children of the Damned, apparently. Perfect. That's pretty cool. Yeah, perfect. Good sequencing. Yeah. Uh, we're going to look into that for a future episode, how they sequence, because I'm, I'm coming sure. up with formulas at this point. You know, I've, I'm seeing formulas, mm-hmm. like different alternatives of how to construct the Maiden set. I think I found like I mean, three they, of them that they've been using well, pretty much all through. I, 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 um, well, okay, just very quickly, and we can get, go to the next thing here. But for instance, if it's an album tour... It almost, uh, without fail, will be um, the new opener. New opener. Sometimes Ratchild. It's yeah. Well, either fucking Ratchild or they'll put the second song on the new album. Right true. After. True. And then usually go for an old one. After which point, usually you know Bruce, you know, talks to the audience a bit. Yeah. Some old song comes, and then usually go to a new one again. That's like uh quite often the fifth or sixth one would be an epic as well. Yeah. 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 And in some cases they bump up hallowed to do that. They did that in uh, no prayer on the road. They did that in uh, uh, give me Ed till I'm dead. Mm-hmm. They bump up hallowed to number five. Great position for hallowed. You know, that's when it gets serious. The fifth song. Yeah. But I can imagine like, I think with me, me and Hen- me and Henrik have discussed quite a bit and I got to imagine that, you know, the last, the last gig they do, I think either Hallowed's going to be the last song or second to last, because it's going to be either that one or Run to the Hills. Yeah, but personally, I would really like if Hallowed came in earlier at times. 
like it did on on 2003 because it, that's a, such a song it's a, such a song and it's a religious song for me and you know why not put it in earlier or, and also opening with number of the beast which they did on that was on, that was cool that's that's badass they kind of did that in uh, on the fear of the dark tour as well because they put it right after the quicker we're dead yeah if i recall yeah. so i mean they have some different ways of doing but we'll do a special set list episode it's gonna so we'll be, do that when we get to i guess we'll do that when we get to s or something you know or L. Or L. Or live. Live. A live set lists. No. Yeah. No, we got to do it. We'll do it sometime. We'll see. It's going to be a good one anyway. But uh, yeah. getting back on Death or Glory, uh, musically, we yeah. haven't talked about it more than the, the shuffle beat. So I thought we'll yeah. listen to the intro bit here. Well, that's a neat little intro. I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you, but I instantly see a spinning propeller when I hear this. Right? Yeah, yep. And how could you better set the scene? I think this is a perfect little intro. And how long is it? Let's look. Yeah, less than 20 seconds. Very effective. Just setting the scene. And then, of course, you get into the main shuffle groove. We'll give that a little spin here. So that's also an effective riff. Probably didn't take much time to write that, you know. No, probably not. You can uh, bang that out. Yeah, but it's fucking it's cool. Yeah, and now I'm thinking about less. Before I said um, Brave New World, right? But now I was thinking about Peace of Mind. Actually, as we listened now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could be on there. This this type of riff could be on there. And um, I've said before that the sound on Book of Souls sounds to me like a Peace of Mind attitude. It has mm-hmm. that more gravelly more dirty without being it's not dirty as you put an uh, an extra distortion vst on it to make it dirty it's dirty as in real you know you can feel the sweat yeah. in the sound i love the sound on this album i've been there before but you know i, I love it i think it's a great sounding yeah, record it's great it's great and um yeah what do we have here we have a standard uh, kind of shuffle riff and uh, then the verses are just pretty much uh, jamming on top of that you know Yeah, very, very, very. It's multiple vocals. I love that. Now, did they do that live, or did they not do that? I think Smith sings live, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I'm not sure if it's Bruce on the album. Usually, it's Bruce, like multiple yeah. versions of Bruce. But in this particular case, it almost sounds like Adrian is there. But don't take my word for it. No, it just says vocals. It just mm. just says guitars. So we don't know. I mean, there are gang vocals in this one too, which we'll get to as we get to the chorus. So it could be all Bruce. It could be the band. Maybe they didn't need credits for it, you know. Maybe he's fine just being credited as guitarist. Who knows? But when I listen to this, I feel this live. I'm going to check the latest live album because on that, I know he does it. Yeah. Let's hold on here. But he does Wicker Man, for example, and he's not on... Brave New World's Wicker Man. He's not on that as a vocalist, but he does that live now on Legacy. So oh, yeah. Well, so, so on, on Legacy, he, both Steve and uh, Adrian are credited with backing vocals. Yeah, exactly. And they do it both. Uh, usually they have backing That's vocals. It. I mean, on the topic of backing vocals, uh, yeah. famously, like during um, the Matter of Life and Death phase, Bruce was bragging that it's mostly one me, you know, one oh. mono mic in the middle, kind of live take thing and i think the album would have been better with some more vocal production and theatrics in my opinion maybe maybe, i think it sometimes sounds unfinished but then you go to this one and Mm -hmm. my ears are very happy as i hear all these voices the pre-chorus the gang vocals in the chorus Mm. it's it lifts the song this could have been a boring song if they hadn't worked on on the details uh, vocally Mm. what do you think Mm. yeah definitely i mean the 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 this could have sound kind of flat. That that, that little little extra thing on the pre-chorus with the backing vocals and even the gang vocals in the chorus just make do so much. Yeah, right. It does. 
And uh, oh, yeah. okay, let's listen to the gang vocal too. Why not? Yeah, it's Bruce, but it's cool. Now, there's something here that he's do- that he's doing that uh, it sounds kind of like it's 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 um, I I don't know I don't know how to explain it, and I'm gonna do my best. And then if you know it makes no sense at all, that's fine. Uh, so it's kind of like where he does this thing. There's a, there's a voice of mode he goes into that's kind of has just a slightly, and this is gonna sound fucking ridiculous. Uh, slightly sort of a slightly sinister overtone to what he's doing, like a sort of almost like kind of like slightly meaner than usually is. And that that started. He did a lot of that on his solo stuff. I don't know if he really did in Maiden before then, but then nowadays it's a part of Maiden as well. I know what you um, mean. So it's not ridiculous, I go, guess. Okay. You know, okay. it's the okay. demonic <laughs> Bruce. I know this one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah there's, there's that kind of yeah, and I really like pretty that. cool. Yeah, and that's the, that. Yeah, that's why the vocal. It's it's such a yeah. It lifts the song. Yeah. This song would could have yeah, been could, so I could, just, I could just say we just listen, just listening to this fucking song over the the the, the, the Google Meets here. Yeah, I got I got I got a chill from that vocal bit. So yeah, yeah, so. right. I mean, it has something yeah. vocally. It has something production wise. This is yeah. this is not like an earth shattering song. It isn't. Uh, no. like lending your vocabulary there. I like that one. Earth shattering. It's a good one. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's not, but it's so oh. well done. This is really well done. And uh, musically, there is uh, one more highlight that has to be addressed, and it's uh, Adrian Solo, of course. This must be Dave. What the hell? Adrian Solo yeah, there. I mean, no discredit. No discredit to Dave, but Adrian Solo there is so nice. <laughs> it sounds so, so good. I think he's using a slide to get that. Yeah. Which also sounds completely airborne. You know, it nails the vibe of yeah. the song. Like yeah. you can imagine turning, turning and twisting up in the air. Mm. And then just delivers the song back to the chorus. Uh, you can tell that it's a Smith song, especially from this part. I think in other parts it sticks out a bit. It doesn't sound like this typical Smith jam. It's a uh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't. I was kind of. I knew I liked the song. I so I'll say that. No, just I always knew. I you know I knew I didn't. But I feel like I'm talking about. It, I like it a lot more. Yeah, uh, I could address so, a problem with the song just to even it out and to, right, to, yeah, to be yeah, 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 transparent. Good. And I think it's a problem with a certain type of beat, which is this shuffle beat, that it can become an infinite beat. An infinity beat in a sense because i know yeah. this from songwriting it's really hard to move out of the if you're in that and this song doesn't it stays completely within this so it gets it slightly monotonous vibe but yeah, yeah i can see that but yeah. i mean you find that in where it's there which i adore but in that song oh. it's maybe i mean it's a better song uh, let's just face that it's slightly cooler and more Mm-hmm. Uh, more hypnotic. It, it's like a hypnotic song. If you go into the just for the tenth time or whatever, it's hypnotic. Yeah. You're in it. Whereas this song is a little meandering, a little draggy, but still, it's not a long song. Uh, no. How long? It's uh, it clocks in at five twelve, so it's not super that's short. Still, I, mean, that's, I mean, here's the thing. I also just pointing out that that's still not that's not a short song. No. I mean, like for instance, I'm, I'm just comparing back when you know when when people used to listen to stuff on radios and whatnot. You know, the radio and a radio version of a song is like around three minutes. Yeah, exactly. That's the so you know, or, uh, you know so this is still long. So this is a song long enough that if it was released, if this was released back when you know as that kind of they released it as a as a CD single back in the day, there's no there'd definitely be radio edit on that single. For It'd sure, be a shorter version. 
And I mean, if we look at Smith's overall writing, uh, I think uh, Wasted Years also clocks in above five, even though it's this radio type song, right? Uh, yeah, 509 on that one. And but again, that doesn't matter anymore because, you know... You know no, exactly. And then I was looking now at the, the new release, Smith Cotson. Brilliant mm-hmm. album. We haven't really talked about it, but uh, we're both we'll we're both fans. And uh, mm-hmm. if you look at songs like Taking My Chances, the first single in the opening tune is 446. Mm-hmm. Slightly longer than a normal rocker, right? Like uh, yeah, Running Free, like said, running free or something like that. Yeah, but they're just the way you release stuff these days. It doesn't really matter anymore. That's true. And I mean, yeah, yeah. quick note on that one. Good work on, on his part. It sounds really on, oh, yeah. really honest. I like what he did there. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Running is a beautiful song. To me, it's almost adventurous song. how kind of uh, smooth rock, uh, adult rock it is. You know, melodic mm-hmm. rock. It's not really my style. But that makes it uh, interesting for me to listen to. Like a little, yeah, a little so, out yeah. of my water, and it's very well done. So that's a recommend yeah, if, if you haven't heard it yet, uh, you listeners. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure they have, but if they haven't, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Go buy it or do something. Yeah, running cool song, Solar Fire with Nico on it too. If you want more, maybe yeah, everything, everything, everything. Every- there's, 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 there's all the whole thing's pretty solid. I'd say. Yeah, scars, good song. There's a good bit song. of blues uh, touch to it. So great album. We got, we got it. Um, great guy. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, musically, he has so much input. And I think if we talk about the solo we just heard, uh, you can mm. always feel that slight tinge of sadness in his work. You know, he has that uh, uh, melancholic or um, mm. uh, what's the other word we use for that um, sentimental tone to him. You know, he's not a cock, Sorry, he's yeah. not a cock rocker. Let's put it like that. No. no. Right. It's, it's uh, emotional when he's, when he's at it. Yeah. So what do you think about Death or Glory now that we've kind of dissected it? I, I, um, I like it more now after talking about it than I did before. Because we're doing two songs today. We've we got to get the other one soon, I guess. But um, I, I was going into this expecting to like the second song more. That's just how I felt, but I don't think that's the case anymore. Oh, really? Okay, that's interesting. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, we had a uh, we had a guest in line for this episode, but his uh, yeah. laptop uh, got right into a mega update, so we'll have him po- possibly as a call-in on the, our next song. But I did talk to him before because he's not familiar with late Maiden in in per se, mm. and we talked mm. about this song and his input on it. Just to kind of add that was that he really liked the Adrian solo, <laughs> and he really liked the pre-chorus. But he also complained that the song had a blandness to it, which I can get, you know. It has this Maybe, kind of yeah, repetitive, sure. just shuffling on kind of vibe. But I think that was accepted in it very easily for me, you know. I just accepted that. It's a shuffle song, accepted. Mm-hmm. Now let's listen to it. You know, that's, yeah. that's how my brain works sometimes. I'm going to say um, that although we've said all these very nice things about this song. It's not on the list. So, no, because I know we got we got to no. save room stuff is no. coming so i know you either there's no point in putting this on there no because i know i know it's not gonna last no honorable thing is that eric arca our reoccurring bass master put it in the maiden az uh live band playlist for the first yeah. draft of it you know so he digs yeah, it no. too and it's a cool song it's a cool live song but it's a cool song yeah i'd say that yeah it's not top 50 maiden no no maiden a to z It's, it's, it's sad the latest album is now six years old. Yeah. But soon it won't be. With dinosaur bands, sure. also, sometimes you have to wait. It can take yeah. seven, eight years, but also now with the pandemic, everything is different, right? Yeah. That's it. But the pandemic is not going to hinder us from traveling back to 1986, my year of birth. With. And you're, yeah. And my, what? <laughs> I was gonna say, well, you, you, you're, and we're, this is off your. No, not really. No, sorry. Uh, but because uh, I, I, I just mix, I, I mix it up. I was like, hey, this is your favorite album. It's not because that's Seven Son, obviously. Yeah, but that's not an insult because this is a cool album. It really it is, is it quite is. up, I, I quite really, up yeah. my alley. I talked to yesterday with uh, Rye from Sabbath Bloody Podcast about Maiden because he was never really into them, but he got into our pod when he was introduced. He was introduced to us as we joined the network, obviously. And he said that uh, I recommended some songs to him because I know his taste since I listened to his pod. Mm-hmm. And they were all mm-hmm. from the first three records. So, you know, like Prowler, Remember Tomorrow, Children of the Damned, 22 Acacia Avenue, Drifter, mm-hmm. 
uh, Ratchild, uh, Murders in the Rue Morgue. I knew he'd dig that kind of stuff. And he said that he's familiar with that already. And that's his favorite era of Maiden. And I really dig it too. But to get into the current topic, I love how mm-hmm. they kind of cyborgized, you know, how they kind of kept developing from already being this super epic metal band going into Peace of Mind, going into Power Slave. What are we going to do next? You know, so in that sense, I think Summer in Time is among my absolute favorites and just the way it sounds. Beautiful sound and a band, you know, against all odds, becoming even more epic in a sense. What do you think? It's uh, they definitely took a very big leap sonically on this one from the one before. Um, like I said, it does have a very kind of cyborgy kind of uh, vibe to it, and it's just it sounds the whole thing. I mean, you know, th- I think that it sounds every song on it sounds you know amazing. Uh, I, I like that none of the other ones sound like. I, I like that the fact that that wasn't like you know. Uh, like so, it's not like that. They were sounded like one thing for a while, and then and then they got into that period. And they, you know, I, I like that just one album that sounds like that. Yeah, uh, and then kind of Seventh Sound taking it, but in a different way. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah, they did something similar, but not not quite the same. So it's yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's the it's the summertime album. Deja Vu is the only Dave song on the album, and the only Dave song since Stay Alive. At that time, mm. at that time, you know. So uh, yeah. it's quite a bit of time in there. And I have this tiny clip of uh, Dave addressing this with uh, Mick, Wa- Mick Wall. So let's see what he has to say. Hmm? And of course, there's a, there's a Dave Murray composition on the new album as well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, called Deja Vu. Yeah, and not Vujarde. <laughs> yeah, Deja Vu. Yeah. What's, what's Vujarde? Uh, I swear you've never been there before. <laughs> <you know. laughs> but, um, yeah, that, I had some like, ideas on the tape and, that, and I gave them to Steve and um, he sort of came up with you know some lyrics and stuff and put it all together. And it, it actually was written pretty much in, at the studio, you know, in the Bahamas. Of course, it said though that you'd come up with, was it one song every three years for an yeah. album? That's right. Well, that was, you know, perfect timing because that was the third year. There we go. Yeah. Dave, what a nice guy, you know. I always get this sweet vibe from mm. him. Like he's definitely he's not faced with the the brutal nature of this earth. He is not. He's yeah, yeah. He seems like yeah, you know. He seems. Um, I'd like to hang out with him. Yeah, he's probably the number one guy in the band to drink beers with. I think. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I think probably Bruce is fun to drink. Bruce better. is probably guy, fun guy, to drink with. Yeah. yeah. You're probably not gonna have as much say when you're drinking with Bruce. He's probably gonna hold the box, as we say in Sweden. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Dave here, and he addressed that. Every three years coming up with a song, he's out of Power Slave. He's not on it. There's no Dave compositions on it. And oh, it's yeah. one of my few like negative remarks about Power Slave. I miss the Dave vibe, right? Uh, well, he does. He, he gets one. So he has one on Somewhere in Time. He also has one on, on The Seventh Sun. That's right. And then obviously he had to step in a bit with No Prayer since Smith was out. So he has two on that one. Yeah. Two great songs as well. But uh, like speaking of the Dave mode, uh, let's just represent it in audio here. What is that if not a classic Davy intro, right? Definitely, definitely. He likes yeah. to do these. Have we been on any Davy intro song before? Maybe Brave New World, but that's different. That's vocal-led, and it's not this, mm. uh, it's not this picking chords and soloing, which he does quite often. Ha- ha- no, we haven't done it so far. Right, and what do you think of them? I've never asked you. Not here, not in private, not ever. What do you think about these Davy no. intros? I love them. I love them. They're really yeah. great. Coming in with a solo um, right on top of things. Mm. Uh, usually with a pick pattern underneath. On the uh, the album we just discussed a little while ago, or just, I mean a little while ago, a few minutes ago, on the, the Book of Souls, on one of his songs there, Man of Sorrows, that also has the same thing, has the, you know, the... Yeah. Uh, the Man Who Would Be King probably has that too. Yeah, it's got that too. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, Nesbit from uh, Talking Maiden 
did this uh, uh, mashup, or not really mashup, but this queue oh. of all these, like in queue, in line after uh, one after the other. And it was actually quite a pleasant listen. It's like being oh. inside oh. of uh, Dave Murray's Calm Mind, you know, yeah. where it's just nice picking chords and soulful soloing, you know. Yeah. Nice stamp there. I, I like it. Yeah. I think it's a good yeah. one. Fate's Warning, another favorite of mine, has that too. Yeah. A little intro. So, you know, why not kick a song off like that? And really, like, it's almost obvious that this is Dave's song or, you know, the guitarist's song. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking now, I want to have your opinion on this. But oh. do you think he starts with this? He might, right? That might be the way for him to kick off the entire composition. Or do you think he, or do you think he puts it in there as he's finishing the arrangement? I think it probably depends a little bit. I mean, like for this one, I think maybe he had maybe started with it. Um, yeah, I get that feeling. You know, he's, he's like Dave kicking up to gear. Let's write a song. Yeah. Okay, I want to start with uh, putting this picking pattern on. But then you, you got another one here. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, just just thinking. Um, one of his uh, on. Uh, well, he had quite, he's uh, he had three on on Brave New World. Um, right. One of the the thin thin line between love and hate. Is does not have one of those. It has that in the, towards the end, but doesn't yeah, have it has eight solos as well by him. Yeah, I oh, love that. Love that. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, that'd be good. That's one of my favorite ones. That's also one of the I feel is also I I I kind of put in the same uh like you know insanely underrated song like like in the same level that we had uh, uh, Come Estas before. Uh, right. because it's you know it's, it's so overlooked and it's so great they could you yeah know. Uh, my cousin that got me into Maiden uh, half a year younger. Might be on the show sometime. That would be fun. He's a listener anyway, mm -hmm. but uh, he uh, yeah. he loved Thin Line, you know, as Rain World came out, and he was really into that long pre-chorus. And with this a thin line oh, between shit. love and hate and what no, which I think is a Harris thing. But the song still has that Murray. I mean, we're trying to oh, find yeah. adjectives here. Uh, uh, like uh, I talk about Smith, I talked about him with the melancholy, the sentimental vibe. There's another one with Dave. What do you think? Like the, the, the adjective of, of the of the vibe, the feeling. It's hard, but he, because if you look, at the, there's a bit on in the thin line between love and hate, where we have. Uh, I'm ninety percent sure of the solo. That one, it's the it's the first it's the first slightly slower solo. Uh, right after when things are slow down, before it kicks up again, uh, after the second chorus. And I'm pretty sure this is Mr. Murray, but it could be one of the other guys, obviously. Uh, I think it's him. And that has also very kind of soulful, yeah. where it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not, the f you know, it's not particularly fast. It's, it's, um, but like you can, you could, you could, you know, spend years trying to get that, his feel, his vibrato down and not do it. Cause it's, uh, he has, it, he has such a feeling for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, that's one of my favorite bits on the on the on the on the album. He's kind of uh, I'm thinking of a word now, like secretive or clandestine vibe to what he does. You know, yeah. it's hard to find adjectives again, but like yeah. it's something is different from what Smith is doing, what Yannick is doing, what Steve is doing, and Bruce. Yeah, more I would say clandestine. You know, it's it's this kind of otherworldly. Yeah, I think so. Like in the intros, he's bringing you to another planet. Yeah, definitely. Somehow, right? I'm glad you agree with yeah. me because I'm stretching yeah, things yeah. now. You know, I'm, I'm going. No, I get, I get, I get, I get, I get, I get, yeah, I get what you mean. But um, déjà vu. Uh, yeah, déjà vu. That's what we're supposed to be talking about, right? <laughs> right. I mean, but Murray <laughs> this, this deserves a bit of time. But uh, maybe, uh, maybe yeah, let's we'll, we'll get to, to get back to it. Let's kick off the the main the main riff uh, right after the intro here. Love what Nico is doing here with the hi hat. Yeah, yeah. So crisp, so tight. Nice synth pads. Phil. I love this riff. This is awesome. This is so cool. And very summer in time. Yeah, that's already I love the song. I take back what I said where I said I like the other song more than this one but um, I appreciate obviously. the enthusiasm though that's how it works you know as with my current steady battle between Peace of Mind and Seventh Son when I listen to Peace of Mind I'm sure it's the best album yeah. I'm sure I mean I, I'm having problems with this Eric I'm having problems with it Peace, Peace of Mind is too good to be my second favorite 
No, it's, it's, I mean, you know, it's, I don't know what to tell you. It's, 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 I think you can be, in, you can be, in, you know, you can have different moods. You know, you gotta, for me, I mean, it's consistently peace of mind is always the favorite, favorite, but, yeah. You know, sometimes I'm more in the mood for something else and then, you know, that's gonna work yeah. better. And then, this, and, and while I'm listening to that and enjoying that, you know, I'll, and there's probably been songs that I've, you know, I, I, I listen to them or I'm in the, I, you know, you find yourself in the perfect mood for a song. You listen to that song, and then you're convinced. Well, I was wrong. This is obviously the best song ever. This is the best thing. And this was like, this is mm-hmm. probably three or four songs that have kind of rotated for me, where I'd go, "Oh my god, this is the, this is the song." Yeah. And then you know, then, then you get in a different mood, and you feel a different way about that song. Or do I find another song? So you know, I think I think it's okay to, to switch it around a little bit. So déjà vu is uh, um, the I mean the, the guest we wanted to have, which may call in at yeah. some point. I hope. You know, we'll have a call in, I hope, yeah. in this episode, because this is his favorite Maiden song of all time. He loves Deja Vu. Oh. And he refers to it as a Mega Man type groove to it, you know. Of course, Mega Man was after Maiden. You know, you're moving forward with your uh, gun arm. That's interesting because I've heard people say that, or I've said it, and other people, I don't know, someone said it, it might have been me, many times, but the fact that the Mega Man music has a kind of Maiden-esque kind of quality. So much. A lot of it. And, you know, that's, and obviously that way, not the other way around. Yeah. You know, that's something. Yeah. But in my listening history, I, I was a Nintendo Game Boy gamer, gamer as a kid, or NES as well. So when I heard yeah. Maiden, I loved that it sounded like Mega Man. Again, it is the yeah. other way around, but that was my in into the band. Shit, well, yeah, this, yeah, this so is the Mega Man yeah. thing, and what an album to fit that concept seven, uh, somewhere in time. That's where he could move around, you know. Rockman, as he's called in, in Japan, you know. Rockman, it even like ties to the genre. It, it is? Yeah, he's called Rockman over there. Oh, I, right. I think they they felt it sounded strange for the American or European audience. It's, it's very that, Japanese, yeah. Rockman. And then there's like mini Rock bosses man. called blues and stuff, and jazz. <laughs> Quite funny, but... Uh, yeah, he could move around in this futuristic Blade Runner type scenario, you know, in, in full 2D, and you could have a MIDI version of Deja Vu playing. It would yeah, fit perfectly. That'd be, that'd be really cool. There's nothing quite like a good, good old-fashioned, uh, you know, sort of a. You take a, if you take the Chinese or Japanese version of a, a title and just translate it back directly to English. Uh, I think there's tons of those that are really fun. Like for instance, you got. I just found this out yesterday. There's a movie called Baby Driver, and in China it's apparently called I- Extreme Bandit Car God. <laughs> That's a great title. Yeah, it's a Extreme Bandit Car yeah. God. That makes me think of yeah. uh, Death Alley Driver by Rainbow. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the song, Summer in Time, it comes in quite late on the album. The sex, this is the second to last song on the album. Again, the clandestine vibe of, of uh, Murray composition, you know, it comes in there. Mm. at the end kind of secret song on the album i mean it's definitely the deepest yeah. cut on this isn't it this one and loneliness definitely i'd say yeah I'd say maybe so, yeah, sea of yeah. madness as well 
but it's one of those really deep ones and uh, musically very cool moves forward again Nico's work there with the hi-hat he keeps it quite closed and I remember that from working on like metal songs myself uh. I would rarely use the closed hi-hat because I felt that that's too poppy or you know uh, I don't know disco or something but if you listen uh. to this band Iron Maiden quite often in the in the verses Nico is has it completely shut and just accents it yeah. with open and that gives a lot of dynamic room for Bruce to to work on uh, yeah. which I think it works in this song because it's a fast song too like it's very fast yeah what could that be like 180 or something it's, it's, Maybe it's up there uh, but a good tune and lyrically sticks out a bit it's about this this feeling right deja vu yes deja vu and I think pr- probably I don't know for those who don't know what that is it's uh, when you get a feeling of you kind of rec- where you recognize the situation or if, like, like, you, like you're like you sure you've done this specific thing exactly in this before yeah um, yeah and um, I have this all the time <laughs> I have this so often and like my the intellectual part of my brain or the logical part of my brain brushes it off of course like you know I'm, I surely haven't done this before I surely haven't been here before with the exact same people but the feeling well, is so vivid yeah. the feeling is so vivid so I wanted to like send the ball back to you on that one have you felt this oh many times but I usually don't brush it off because I gotta you gotta figure how often do you do completely new things I don't very often so probably I've been somewhere if I it usually it's like a conversation I kind of remember having so I'm in the middle of something and I'll and I'll and I'll like oh I kind of remember talking about this we talked about this before didn't we and probably we did that's the thing because you know that's t- that's that's what tends to happen I think after you know yeah. so, so this is probably that and then you know infamously uh, in, the, in the in the in the movie um, in the Matrix from 1999 the idea is that when you felt uh, deja vu uh, feelings of deja vu were usually a sign there was someone had tampered with the a glitch. Yeah, I'm not gonna explain the movie. A glitch in the Matrix, yeah, glitch, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah. they even had that one in in this. Ever had a conversation that you realized you've yeah. had before? Isn't it strange? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but for me, well, I mean, well, you probably ask. I mean, for instance, I mean, I can just say that my girlfriend she has to put out she, a lot of times. I'll, I'll tell stuff and I've forgotten. I've told her, and she has to hear the same stories over again. So he probably she probably gets that quite a bit. <laughs> but in that in her case, there's quite a, there's a logical explanation. And I'm the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick note on your girlfriend. I like when she when you post quotes from her about you. Yeah, because as yeah. we've addressed before, I'm getting to know you through this podcast. I mean, now we've been yeah, in yeah, conversation yeah. for hours and hours, and I think she, mm-hmm. she's usually on point, actually. <laughs> yeah, she, she, yeah, she, she's, uh, she. Like, yeah, <laughs> what she's, was the last one? It's good that you think that you're so funny. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what it was. She says, uh, "Let me see. I got it right here. I think that's what it was." It's good that you find yourself so funny. Yes, yeah, exactly. yeah, and you agree, yeah. and you, you agree with me. <laughs> I agree, I agree, yeah. I agree. But I agree, with, yeah, I, I agree with a big heart on that one, you know, because I like... The whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you should... Thank everyone you. should uh, be <laughs> fully self-expressive, you know, in yes. that case. You shouldn't second guess. You shouldn't second guess. So it is good that you believe yeah. that you're funny. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, okay, déjà vu, well, the concept, it's, it fits. Yeah. It fits somewhere in time because this is time travel in a sense, right? And the feeling yeah. you get, and as you said... You're not brushing it off. You're thinking it could have happened before. And I'm going maybe slightly different direction. I brush it off as this hasn't happened in my awake life. But yeah. but I consider the fact that it could be a parallel type thing. you know. And then mm. we're going again, as we do when we're on this album, a little bit philosophical here. Like, uh, could there be parallel realities? You know the theory about the monkeys, right? That if you put a thousand monkeys mm. for for an infinite amount of time they're going to write shakespeare you know in the end yeah. something like that you know you put them in front of typewriters and they just by trial and error finally they'll do it if they have infinite amounts yeah, of time infinite, yeah and and like also the, the the idea that every you know if every decision we make there's infinite versions where we made different decisions so yeah. every possible like you know there's that there's also something that i kind of find interesting that kind of is like this have you, are you are you familiar with the something called the the mandela effect it's not the butterfly effect so no uh. no no so this what this is essentially is when when you will have uh, or several people a lot of people for instance have a very vivid memory of a certain thing like for instance say a certain like this movie like there's a movie uh apparently again i might be getting this bit wrong but it's like uh one of the examples of this is 
where people were have a very vivid memory of a movie from the '90s called Kazam with a or Shazam maybe with Shaquille O'Neal as a genie. That movie doesn't exist, but a lot of people remember it. Uh, or like I think the the, the or like um, so it's the it's like when you have a memory of very specific memory of something that does that's not it's not a thing, and the idea is, I mean, probably it's what is in reality is probably just people you know remembering it wrong, but the uh, the theory being that. When you have those things, it's it's those feelings are bleed throughs for the other parallel. Yeah, you know, rallies where that is the case. So there's 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 tons of stuff you can. There's tons of information on this, and, I, and there's probably a lot of people can explain it a lot better than me because again, I don't really, I'm no expert, but it's 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 there's there's tons of stuff. Uh, just you know, just Google it, or there's probably stuff on YouTube. Yeah, uh, there's, there's a great X Files episode about it too. So there's cool. yeah, so just check that out. It's definitely the the vibe I get, or the feeling I get when I have this feeling, the deja vu feeling that uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure, I brush it off again as something that may not have happened in my awake life, but could have been uh, parallel truth. And, you know, when you start thinking about infinity and infinity of options, infinity of chance, uh, of course, your brain turns into some kind of mush. But that's also the exciting part of it, that this this all exists beyond our knowledge, beyond our documentation. You know, can't document it. You can't find it. You can't uh, track this feeling, but everyone kind of has it, and it's very vivid. Uh, at least for me, speaking for myself, it's yeah. so vivid. It's like yeah, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. like feeling-wise, emotionally, I'm sure that it happened before. But then I can like logically derive to the fact that it's impossible that I've been with these people in this room saying exactly this before, but it feels like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting, and that's. Um it's 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 an interesting subject and it's kind of weird and you know I think it, it's it's uh you know I, I, everyone has probably had this to some extent and uh, you know who knows maybe when you're if if our guest does call in maybe he'll have some sort of story about that too because I think everyone does to some certain exactly extent. exactly um, and then lyrically it's sparse as well as when you see familiar faces but you don't remember where they're from could you be wrong yeah when you've been particular places that you know if you've never been before can you be sure. And then, uh, so it's 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 basically just someone explaining the concept. It's it's, it's okay. I, I mean this in the nicest way possible. But our our dear friends in uh, Maiden Bolton, uh, when discussing, for example, Alexander the Great, yeah. kind of felt 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 that it was like Steve Harris. It's it's like it's like he's like he's singing the the Wikipedia article on Alexander the Great. And this feels kind of like it's just someone explaining what deja vu is. <laughs> Textbook style, you know, really yeah, does. I, and I've been laughing about this. I've been laughing about how Bruce dramatically goes into, it feels prearranged, you know. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. But uh, it's funny it in works, the nice, though. campy, maiden way, you know. That yeah. this, again, I keep coming back to this, the non-second guessing way. Steve is not thinking, oh, is this a bit corny? Is this a bit flat? When he's writing lyrics, he's just on it. Like he's feeling, yeah. this song is deja vu. This song is about that. I'm going to explain that. It fits the theme of the album. It fits yeah. Dave's music. It's a good song. It is. Yeah, it is indeed. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to say that for sure. This this should go on the list. For me, it's list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe if we had Hendrik here. But again, it doesn't matter because as long as two of us want it, it's going to go on there. So yeah, exactly. And uh, so. I, th- I like the drive of it. I like the melodies of it. Uh, the, the, again, the lyrics are very basic, but the theme is interesting. And fits. It, it, it's fine. It does, doesn't need to be. Um, it, it works. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, how could he have made it more intricate? It would have just kind of derived from from the message of the song. It wouldn't really have. I, I think to if it. you, I think yeah. If you're just go trying to be intricate for the sake of being intricate, I don't think it's gonna. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have been. There's an episode of 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 of, of, uh, of Friends where one of the characters is going to recommend, going to be uh, needs to write a letter to recommend uh, their fr- his friends as a to the adoption agency because they want to adopt a kid and he wants to sound smart, so he uses a, th- a thesaurus on every word in the entire letter. So all the words, it just makes no sense because every word is just like yeah. You know, because uh, he's just trying to be complicated for the sake of being. It, it sounds it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. And when I write yeah. lyrics, sometimes because I'm this is my second language, and I'm usually in English. I've started lately to write in Swedish as well, but usually in English, and it's very easy to fall into the dictionary type lyrics. You know, like a lot of yeah. Swedish metal bands from the '90s, they're using words that that they don't have, and they're not masters of these words. 
Uh, whereas native speakers, when they write, it's more usually more basic because they don't feel like they need to flex their linguistic abilities. Well, it's 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 interesting because you got the. I was listening to um, like you have like if you want to hear people who are not masters of the language, if you can just look at all Norwegian black metal for, for, from the nineties because they 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 couldn't speak English. Unending things like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, actually this is this is black metal. But this is kind of weird because I know the dude. And I know he speaks very good English. There's actually a grammatical error, from what I can tell, on the latest Evergrey album. Okay. There's a song on there, and again, this is not me talking. I love the song, but the song is called "Where August." It's, it's it should be "Where August Mourns." This is "Where August Mourn." Mm. That doesn't make any. It doesn't. It's. I don't. Depending on what he's trying to say, and if I'm wrong, I'm happy for it to be wrong. I just think that they didn't. I think that. It's supposed to be, there should be an S there, otherwise it doesn't work Could grammatically be. speaking. Like, uh, Who knows? Uh, Sepultura, past reborns the storms. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think there's one also on uh, Amon Amarth or something like that. Something uh, struck of the hammer instead of strike of the hammer. I don't know. Yeah, uh, there's, there's, like there's a lot of fun. There's, there's, there's yeah. less fun to be had. And again, you know, it's, it's fine. So again, speaking of the list, which now has the Shavu on it, uh, I was uh, uh, pondering on it uh, the other day. Since we haven't uh, really bloated it that much, like at the point we're now, no. in the tempo we're now, we're going to have to take away 10 songs at the end. But you remarked, we haven't touched on Peace of Mind yet. There's plenty of Number of the Beasts left, plenty of the first album left. Uh, so I'm thinking it's probably going to be crowded at the end. It's good. It's good. I think we're now, yeah, we, we kind of, let's see here. Well, we got 15 songs now. Yep. Um, and I feel that that's, you know, what's it? it, it it still seems like we're going to end on 60, but I think as we get into these classic albums, we might end on 100, and we have to half it. Uh, I, th- uh, I think that what we got to do is that the idea being is that when we, get, when we do get to the point where we, we got, I want to I get it to 50, that means that we might have to you know, trim stuff that we, you know, we, we do enjoy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously, we go, obviously, we're going to have to do that, but I just like, because then, uh, you know, I, at the end of the day, when we're done, we got the 50, it's going to be, you know, it will be the best of the best. Yeah. I think it was a solid choice on your end. You picked 50. And it's yeah. a perfect number, actually. Because it, we, we yeah. can contain a lot of good stuff in there. 30 would have been hard. You know, 50 is, po- so, 50 so, is possible. Yeah. So, so far, every song we've done from somewhere in time has ended up on the list. <laughs> yeah, like that, you know. And peace of mind, again, every song but one is going to be there. Uh, because both you and me uh, want well, it that way. Yeah. Can all, we, it's not even a spoiler. Think, it's um, not a spoiler. Eight songs from Peace of Mind are going on that list. I think I think actually Henrik might have turned me around in one of them, but we'll see. Oh, okay, we'll, that's not that exciting. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. But that's also we're now we're talking years in the future where this one's going to be. So, yeah. um, uh, and it's okay. I'll just say it's it's about we discussed where Eagles Dare. I like Eagle. We love where Eagles Dare, but there might be stuff that I like more that should go in there. Yeah, because like I like like I love if you take the uh, like the first like five or six songs in the album. Uh, where Eagles Dare is, is probably my least favorite of those. I have a, um, like, I can sympathize with that because I had for the longest time I had a bit of like sometimes skipping where Eagles Dare, going straight for Revelations, oh. but I've come to really love it, so I might fight for it, but uh, I, would, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't cry if it wasn't on top 50. You can put it like yeah. that. But yeah. it's way later, and uh, that's the excitement of, of, of uh, drawing, uh, like dragging this out, right? We have to drag it out. That is, that is, that is, that is a, a battle for another day. Yes, it is. And a uh, good one today. A good set of songs. Nice to be back on yeah. Summer Time, and uh, nice yeah, to be back fun. on Book of Souls as well. Uh, dig these tunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun to be oh. on D as well, like uh, yeah. getting a head start here and... Uh, like we got some good stuff coming up. Yeah, actually we do. We got so we got some special. We got a cup. I mean, I don't know when this is happening, but we got some. Um, yeah, some, I think we got at least a couple special episodes. Uh, uh, you know, extra episodes done coming down the pike. At some point, I'm not going to give too much away, but we got some stuff. There's, there's, there's stuff. There's, there'll be fun. Fun things are coming. Yeah, yeah. And as usual, if you're gonna want to get in touch, now we have plenty of options. We have our Instagram. Made an Easy Pod. We have uh, Made an Easy Pod Friends of the Beast, the group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We have Made an Easy Pod on Twitter and yeah. Made an Easy Pod at gmail.com. So, like, yes. choose your poison. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's probably enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have to stop at this point. You know, I, I'm not even so into this kind of stuff, but uh, when yeah, you do a like pod. So, someone, I mean, if, if, if someone wants to, for some reason, register 
I don't know. I don't know. The, I don't know that a podcast can have Tinder, but that could be fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can you can date those. You know, and just talk maiden. No, but the the, the podcast. No, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the podcast goes and matches with other podcasts and goes and dates with other podcasts. Yeah, you date us through um, through meets or Zoom or something, and that's it. You know, that'd be it's fun. Be that'd be completely great. platonic. Well, anyway. Platonic, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> okay. Also, also, don't do that. <laughs> don't date a maiden podcast. You know, it's not good for your family in the long run. Yeah, <laughs> sure. We'll leave it at that. One more song on, one song not on, and until next time. What's up next is interesting, right? Good stuff coming. Good, good stuff. We got one of my favorites coming up Ooh, next yeah. next one. Finally, so uh, keep mm-hmm. uh, stay in tune, as they say, or stay in touch, uh, as we yeah. as we say, and see you next week. And of course, up the irons, squad from the north. Mm-hmm.